0: Welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. talking about this morning and is remember we going through the book, uh, 10 questions, 10 questions every teen should be able to answer about Christianity. Um, Rebecca McClellan uh, wrote that. And So today we're talking about people's perception of kind of heaven and hell and how can we, how can we believe in that? And so this week you probably competed or kept score in, in some way, right? If there's a game, there's a score, right? And if there's a score, someone wins. Right, and if you're if you're built like me, if there's a score, then it's meant to win, which means there's people that I need to beat and defeat, even if they're part of my family, especially if they're part of my family. Like, there's a there's a competing kind of kind of things. Right, even if it's if it's chores and there's taking turns, you keep track. Right, there's keeping track, and and, and there's this this process of um, scoreboards. You know, um, if it's a sport, there's a win and lose, there's a scoreboard, and there's standings and there's other things, even in in dance and music, there are, there are levels of, of achievement. Um, your job probably has a scoreboard of some kind. If you work for a business, there's a certain scoreboard that you, you look at. You need to be making money. You need to be able to, to cover your bills. You need to be able to, to keep moving forward. There's a, there's a scoreboard. Schools have scoreboards. There's, this, there's testing. There's grades, there's attendance, there's all these things that are markers and scoreboards that we're we're keeping track of. Nations have scoreboards. They measure kind of their wealth and their productivity and, and there's all these kinds of markers. And it seems like every week, there's some sort of tracking coming out nationally and saying, here's what we're doing with this sort of marker and scoreboard and then people come out and they say well we're doing really good because of this you know all of my policies are, are doing really well and, and well it's not really what we want but it's really not our fault and, and it's all the, the scoreboard and the keeping track and we, it's logical to believe that God does the same thing right that, that he's keeping score like, like he's keeping you know track of good deeds like I was, I was nice to the mean kid well very good one point you know I, I came to church Great, great one point I I took my Bible with me. Great. One more point. You re- I read my Bible on my own this week. Great, great job. Two points. You know, I, I went on a mission trip. Ooh, ten points. You know, and then and then we feel like, well, sin. You know, and then there's like deductions, right? And we have this idea that like, well, you know, if we, we punch the mean kid, you know, the next day, you know, minus one point. You know, we we cursed when when we got fouled in basketball. You know, mi- minus one point. And there's like this this big scoreboard, and there's like big ones too. Like if we really hurt someone, maybe minus twenty points or ten points or you know, and we we feel like <clears throat> there's this this score and it feels right, and it feels like that would be the way to go because there's this, this standard, right? And, and particularly if we can set the standard and determine what is right and what is wrong, we can feel really good about ourselves. And we realize that there are a lot of people around us who, who live with what they think is this spiritual scoreboard. Like, oh I'm I'm good enough, you know, I'm I'm okay. Like like and then they'll point to, to good things that they do. Like like I gave away all the clothes that I really didn't want to charity. Like that's a that's a good thing, you know, two points, right? You know, and I'm I'm I pay my taxes and I'm a good person, and usually they list, well I haven't done any of the really big sins, you know, so I'm okay. And there's this idea that I that I kinda keep track. But what does God's word say? What does God's word say about this? What does God's word say about the eternity in which we will spend our eternity? God's word tells us that there's two places. There's heaven, there's hell. We don't like to talk a lot about it, but the person who talked more about hell than anyone else in scripture, do you have a gander of who that might be? Who talks more about yeah? Jesus talked more about heaven and hell than anybody else did, and so we're like, no, no, we really li- we can't say I, I like Jesus, I want to follow Jesus, but hell and, and heaven that subject makes me uncomfortable, and so we're gonna look a little bit at what um, what 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 uh, what, he, what he talked about. So Matthew twenty five, Jesus is speaking and he's he's looking ahead. So twenty five, certain verse thirty one, he says, when the Son of Man comes in glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations and He will separate people one from another as as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and He will place the sheep on His right and the goats on His left and He will say to those on His right, "Come." you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And he goes on to describe those who who were in heaven and how they they loved and obeyed him. And he'll say, in verse 41, he says, and then he'll say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into the evil fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And he'll go on and describe those that did not love him or, or follow him, and he says, and those will go to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. And so he describes heaven as, as the kingdom of heaven, as a blessing prepared for us, for this idea of, of life eternal. And then he'll go on and he describes hell as a place of, rather than a blessing of cursing, a place that's that's been prepared for for Satan and his and his angels in a place, again, using eternal, of eternal um, punishment. Revelation 21 speaks a lot more of of heaven and hell. Um, Verse one says, then I saw new heavens and new earth, for the first heavens and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold the dwelling place of God is with man he will dwell with them and they will be with his people and God himself will be with them as their God and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and no death shall be death shall be no more and neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore for the former things have passed away and he was seated on his throne will be will say behold I am making all things new and behold he says this write this down for these are trustworthy and true and he said to them, it is done, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will come from the spring of water without of water of life without payment. And to the one who conquers will be a heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Verse twenty two says there's no temple or sun because the glory of God gives light, and the temple of God is the is the Almighty. In verse seven, but it talks about so it's the vo- the voice of heaven then Verse 8, it says, But for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, and for the murderers, the sexually immoral, the sorcerers, the idolaters, the liars, their portion will be the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the, the second death. Heaven is breathtakingly beautiful. It's the place where God is. It's all of the things that God is. We talk about God as, as glorious and holy and perfect, and heaven is a reflection of him it's the place where he is gone and he he has built a place for us to enjoy with him and so it's a reflection of of who he is in a in a small way your home is a reflection of your family so sometimes that's exciting and you're like, yes, this is a reflection of our family. We've got like the pictures put up and everything's clean. And like, look, this is a reflection of our family. And then the family comes in and it's like, oh, maybe we're really not that clean and we're not really that perfect. And so, but, it's a, but it reflects who your, your character is. There are certain things. If you go to our house, in our garage, you'll notice a whole bunch of baseball stuff. My boys love baseball. You will find very little soccer paraphernalia just who we are right it's not right or wrong it's just a reflection of who we are others you will struggle to find a baseball in their house but you will find a whole lot of other things you won't find any musical instruments in our house we are we like music we are not good at playing music so you'll find lots of speakers that play music but nothing to actually make music so it's a reflection of who we are and heaven is a reflection of who God is Heaven is the is uh, hell rather is the is the complete opposite of all these things and so passages of, of hell speak of hell as as darkness from the oldest book of the Bible Job to the last book darkness is constantly associated with heaven which makes sense if if God is light and He is the source of all light and good the the absence of Him would be would be darkness the second thing the the idea um, Jesus warns in eight in eight twelve that they, this is a place where there will be gnashing of teeth of of great distress, and if there's great joy in heaven, hell will have have great distress, um, great joy in in heaven, um, in, in hell. The third thing is this: um, Isaiah talked of this this place of of torture and and punishment and and fire, and but lastly, um, hell is described as this place of of separation from God. Heaven is this place of joy and peace and holiness and celebration. Hell is the complete opposite of all of those things. And the most important thing to know about heaven and hell is that our destination is about the presence of God and our relationship with him. Do we want to be with him? Do we want to follow him? Do we want to worship him? Do we we want to be with him on this earth? If we do, we we will spend eternity with him as we express our, our faith in him, Ephesians, Ephesians 2, if we don't, God's not gonna drag us to a place that, that, we, that we don't want to be. Um, the difference between heaven and hell is God's presence of his character and the absence of his, his character. Our destiny is, is sealed at the end of our life. The way to heaven is through, through Jesus himself. Jesus said in John fourteen six. he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the essence of life. He is, our, he is our hope. In John 8, Jesus talks about himself as the light of the world. Without light, there is darkness. In John 6, he spoke of himself as the bread of life. Without, without bread of life, we are desperately hungry. In John 11, he, he spoke of Jesus being the resurrection and the life. Without him, we're we're dead. We don't have have life. Jesus is is life. Um, Our neighbor has a really nice tropical fish tank. The fish that are in the tank do not get up in the morning and say, you know, I'm so glad that Peter has provided this, this tank for me to swim in, and this food to eat and this place to hang out they're just fish they do fish things right they get up and they're they're doing fish things and they don't necessarily think about the fact that they're a fish and they're in and they're in water but but if we tip the tank over They would gas to breathe. They don't constantly think about being in water, about swimming, but the reality is is that they're in water all their life. They're born in water. They breathe water. They eat water. They move in water. All they do is in water, and they probably don't realize that they are in water. And and the same with us. We live in the world doing all the requires to do, and we may do it without even realizing who who God is. Paul spoke to, in, in Acts 17, he was speaking to a group of people who didn't know God, and this is what he, what he said. He said, God made us from every man, every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined the allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is not actually far from each of us, for in him we have our move and our being. We, our essence is in, is in him and he determined the places and periods that we would that we would grow because he is our only hope i was encouraged this morning i met, I met with a with a young person and we we're just talking about his story and, and i said how did how did you find christ he said well god kind of found me found me through social media and while this is not the path that he would recommend to others, he's like, "Look, I, I didn't know someone who was a believer. I didn't know what to do, and I was in this battle. I was recognizing, here's the gospel that God is revealing to me,' and I'm living in this in this other world at at the same time. And so he recognizes this is the gospel, and and through the grace of God, he was then connected with some some people who could help him walk in in faith. But but as he as Paul says in Acts 17, in Him we live and move and have our being. We the essence of all that we are is is to be in God. And we need to recognize that our only hope is in Jesus as Savior. Romans 10 9, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is is saved. So to be saved, believe in your heart that Jesus died and raised to pay for your sin, and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord each of us has that, has that opportunity. And so um, help your, your children to, to walk in this reality. There are going to be kids that they're going to interact with this week and throughout this year that don't know Christ as Savior. And their reality and all that they know is, is living a life of sin. And while we don't want to focus on it every day, the reality is, is that many of the people that we interact with each day, they're on a path of destruction, and they need us to, to to point them towards truth, and to pray that God would, would lead them in what is right and what is true, so that they may repent and believe as, uh, as well. And so it's a sobering reality, but a reality that there are two destinations that we will spend eternity in either heaven or hell. And so, um, these are gonna be important and kinda delicate conversations, depending on the age of your children to have. Um, but don't shy away from those opportunities. Pray that those opportunities come to, to speak of those, uh, of those things. So let me pray for you and then spend some time in your, in your group this morning. If you don't know what group to go in or where to go, or whatever, I, I can help you, let me know. Lord God, thank you for this day. God, we thank you that, um, Lord, this week or next, um, Lord, most of our families will, will shift the schedule and, and school will begin. God, I pray that you would help us to be wise in the way that we parent our children, the way that we lead them. God, I pray that, Lord, they would come to know you as Savior and Lord. Lord, they would profess that and would walk in those, in those ways. God, we're reminded of the reality that we will spend eternity either with you or separated from you, and that the difference is, is very significant. Lord, knowing who you are and, and all of what you are, being with you or without you makes a huge difference. And so, Father, we, we pray for those who, um, who, Lord, don't know you. Lord, we work with some. We go to school with some. We live near some, Lord, that, that have yet to, to make a decision to follow you. And so, Father, we ask that you would um, do your work through your spirit to bring them to you. God, if you'd be so gracious to you, Lord, we pray that you would involve us in that work so that we might um, honor and glorify you and, and receive the blessing of that. God, we thank you for, for those you're drawing, those you're, you're moving towards you. And God, we pray that you would give us grace to, to speak of the importance of, of issues like heaven and hell to our children and help them to understand what your word very clearly teaches. God, we thank you, Lord, we praise you. God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. for listening to the parent gathering podcast we invite you to join us at 9:30 on sunday mornings in room 215 where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents for more information about living hope next gen ministries go to livehopeful.com